0: Very excited about beating him when we got him.
1: This is the Turn on the Jets podcast, presented by Prime Sport.
0: Lake Lock is down to one. McCown gets it off. He's throwing long to the near side for Anderson. Anderson. He's got it into
1: the open field. Touchdown, Jets. And now, here's your host, Joe Caparoso. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Turn on the Jets podcast. I'm your host, Joe Caparoso, owner of turnonthejets.com. This week, we are going to be joined by Connor Hughes from The Athletic and Dalba Osario from our own Turn on the Jets to talk about the NFL draft, which is happening tonight or tomorrow. I haven't decided if we're going to run this Wednesday night or Thursday morning. We will go through our final thoughts and predictions uh, and give you a heads up for everything that's going to be on the way at Turn on the Jets the next few days. Before we dive into it, I want to remind you guys this podcast is brought to you by Prime Sport, official sponsor and team partner of the New York Jets. Make sure to check out Primesport.com Turn on the Jets for more information about their upcoming hospitality and ticket packages. That schedule is out. So get your tickets now. Follow Prime Sport on Twitter. Follow them on Facebook, both at Prime Sport. And the website again is PrimeSport.com slash turn on the Jets. Also, this podcast is brought to you by Razor Sport. That's R-A-Z-E-R-S-P-O-R-T dot com. The best in the business when it comes to betting advice and consulting for the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs, UFC, boxing, whatever, you name it. Go to RazorSport.com, R-A-Z-E-R-S-P-O-R-T dot com. Give them a follow on Twitter at Razor Sport Club and make sure to check out their member section. Support Prime Sport. Support Razor Sport. Support the friends of the pod. Appreciate it from all of our listeners. So you guys are aware of what's coming in terms of a content perspective from a content perspective. uh, Tomorrow morning or Thursday morning, day of the draft, I will release my final mock draft for the Jets for all seven rounds, along for the entire entire first round on the website. Uh, I will also have an initial reaction podcast that will run either late Thursday night or Friday morning on this feed. I will also be participating in a live draft night podcast on the Jet Take feed, so make sure you're subscribed to them. I'll give some initial reaction to the pick. I'll also have initial written reaction to the pick on the website and the Friday 12-pack, also brought to you by Prime Sport on the website Friday previewing what to expect for day two and also with further reaction to the pick. So basically, an article Thursday morning, an article Thursday night right after the pick, an article Friday morning, a podcast Thursday morning, a podcast on the Jet Take Feed Thursday night, and then a new podcast right here on the Turn on the Jets Feed Friday morning. Also, make sure you are subscribed to our Draft Season podcast on iTunes. I just did a full mock draft for the first round, and of course, we'll have analysis and reaction end the Play Like a Jet podcast, and the Stick to the Jets podcast. So yes, we have five podcasts. We'd love to have you subscribe to all of them. Appreciate all the ratings and reviews. Make sure you are following and checking out our store at The Loyalist. I'm going to go ahead and guess that we are going to have a shirt, regardless of who the Jets draft pick ends up being at number three, so make sure to check that out. And last but not least, and I promise I won't ask you to do anything anymore except to listen to the rest of this podcast, check out our new Instagram account. I don't know why we waited so long to make an Instagram account, we've been busy with the Twitter and the podcast, but it's on Instagram at Jets underscore IG, already up and rolling there, we have different rankings, we'll have Instagram Live and Instagram Story going forward, a new place for us to put Put out some video content, so check us out on Instagram. Don't like only having 165 followers or whatever we have right now. Got to get that number up. Um, so check that out and give us a follow. And we are now joined by our first guest for this week, long time, fairly long time now, I would say. Jets beat writer, now working for the Athletic. Connor, previous guest on the pod. Happy to have you back. How's it going?
0: Yeah, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. It's always fun to hop on here. All
1: right. As it stands right now, the rumors—the rumors have been swirling back and forth. Five days ago, Baker Mayfield was the only person you could find anybody saying the Jets were going to end up with. Now it feels like some of the conventional wisdom is swe- swinging back towards Josh Rosen. Of course, there is still the possibility that Sam Darnold will be on the board there at three, who many think is the Jets' top quarterback. And Josh Allen is still floating out there, terrifying all Jet fans that he could potentially be the pick. <laughs> what is? Where do you stand with? What you've heard, what is the latest news that Jet fans need to know about this pick?
0: I, I think that the latest news is that Mike McCagan is incredibly talented at hiding his hand. You know, I, I really think that that's what, that's what fans can take away from this is that, is that this is a guy that's not going to tip his hand to anybody. This is a guy that's going to keep his plans and what he thinks and what he feels very close to the vest. And honestly, you're probably not going to know his true intentions until the Jets are on the clock and he eventually hands in his draft card. You know, like you said, this thing has gone back and forth like crazy, because even if you go even further back, Jets love Josh Allen. And then after that, then it became, well, you know what, they're not going to be, maybe it's Rosen or Mayfield. And then the Mayfield was the consensus pick. But now, you know, Jake Lazer has had a report a little bit earlier that that's a smokescreen is to you know that Jets actually do really love Josh Rosen. But then you kind of get the feeling that their number one quarterback actually on their board is Sam Darnold. And if he's there at three, he's definitely going to be the pick. So I think right now the the whole thing is that it's going to have to be a wait and see to see where this thing really ends up and, and how the jets truly feel. But, you know, going to my head, I, I think their top target is still probably going to be Darnold. I think that that is definitely their guy. If he is there and if he happens to fall past the giants at two and the Browns at one, And then after that, it's honestly, man, it's a coin flip. It's either going to be Mayfield or Rosen.
1: Let's say they get one of the big three, Donald, Rosen, or Mayfield. Do we think there is an opportunity for one of these guys to start week one this season? And we will see a legitimate competition this summer. And if it is remotely close, they will go with the rookie. I am not shy about advocating that. I'd like to see the rookie play as soon as possible. I think the hope is that he gets as much experience out there this year so this team is ready to compete in 2019. It would be one thing if he was sitting behind Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, but he's sitting behind a 39-year-old Josh McCown, unless Teddy Bridgewater has a better-than-expected recovery. Now, most Jet fans will respond and say, Todd Bowles is a dinosaur. He would never play a rookie quarterback. Do you think that's overstated, and do you think that people are forgetting that the Jets kind of gave Christian Hackenberg every single chance to be the starting quarterback last summer, and he was just awful in all his preseason starts? Can we see this that's rookie start tr- week one?
0: Yeah, that, that's a tremendous point. I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head there, is that people forget that while Hackenberg did not play a snap all of last season, the Jets pretty much put the job in front of him and said, dude, take it. Like, take the job. The job is yours. Take it. They gave him the two starts in training, in preseason. They gave him pretty much every first team rep the final two, three weeks at camp, and he just was not capable of playing quarterback yet, so the Jets went back to Josh McCown. I mean, they their ideal situation last year was Christian Hackenberg under center week one, and it just didn't happen. So, I would not rule it out to have the rookie start. I think it will be an open three-man competition there in training camp, and if if the rookie is the best of the three, he'll get the nod. If it's even, I could definitely see the rookie getting nod. If it's the rookie's a little bit below there, I think that Todd Bowles' instincts of being a little bit of that—I wouldn't say dinosaur totally, but still being more old school than new school would say all right you know what, let's just start this thing with Josh McCown and and if things go downhill you know the Jets start losing then we'll turn it over to the rookie but no it, it's not entirely out of the realm of possibilities to have the rookie start I would probably say it's more likely he sits than starts but it's not 100 percent. I mean he's going to have an opportunity to earn this starting job he's going to have an opportunity to unseat McCown as the quote-unquote starter right now and beat out Teddy Bridgewater and beat the guy and if you look at this Jets team and the way that it's constructed right now, it's very different than when Christian Hackenberg was a rookie in 2016, where it was obvious that while the Jets invested a second round pick in a quarterback, skill aside, he was not going to play because you had a team that was veteran, you had a team that was ready to compete for, you know, seemingly ready to compete for the playoffs with Decker and Marshall and all these older guys. So it didn't make sense to start a rookie. It made sense to start the veteran in in Ryan Fitzpatrick this year even with some of the players the Jets have added, they're still largely young. This is still a team that is probably a year away from being a real playoff contender. Can they make the playoffs this year? Absolutely. They're probably still a year away, though, from being a team that you say, okay, pencil them in. They're going to be at least a wild card team, you know? So it does make sense because of how young this Jets roster is from receivers, offensive line, quarterback, defense, everything. It makes sense to say, you know what? Let's go with the rookie. Let's put the rookie out there with the young guys, and let's have everyone come together as a team because while they'll take their lumps this year, they will grow. They'll learn together. It'll almost be like the 76ers in the NBA right now where you have a team that grows, learns, takes their lumps, and then comes out on the better end of it at the end of this thing. So it's not entirely impossible for the rookie to start. It's probably not necessarily likely, but it's something where maybe it's 60-40. I'd give them a decent enough shot to, to be the guy week one.
1: So obviously all the focus is on the third overall pick and it's going to be a quarterback. There are still somehow Jet fans out there talking to me about them taking Saquon Barkley or Bradley Chubb, which I just don't get. So... Yeah. They have a third round pick. Um, they're gonna have they have their full slate of day three picks with rounds four through seven. What do you think are gonna be some other focus areas? And do you think it's more likely that they try to trade back and acquire more picks, or do you think we could see them be more aggressive and maybe trying to jump into the back half of the second round? What what's gonna be the focus in day two and day three for this team?
0: Yeah, when we talked to actually when we talked to Mike McCagnon a couple of days ago, he he made that point of, you know, draft trades came up. And the situation that he made reference to was acquiring more picks that he's not against acquiring more picks. And the next question I asked him, I was like, well, what about giving up picks to move up in the draft? And he, you know, kind of, again, being not trying to make any headlines. Oh, you know, that's a possibility too. you know, whatever. So I think he will keep his eyes open on if a player is there late second round, uh, mid second round that the Jets love. And they like, they're obsessed with, you'll say, let's go up there and get them. But that's, Probably very unlikely. It, it, again, Mike McCagna is a guy, tried and true college scout, cut his teeth in that department. He doesn't want to give up draft picks. I mean, it was probably incredibly hard for him to give up the picks he had to to go from six to three. I mean, that's he just he loves his picks and he loves as many picks as you can get, increases your chances of getting good players. So I, I I find it very hard to believe that the Jets trade back up into the second round or up and well, not really up in the third round, but up into the second round. To get players, I could definitely see them moving back, You know, maybe not necessarily out of the third, but going from a high third-round pick to a mid-to-late and getting an extra fourth. I could see them doing that. Um, But this is going to be a wait-and-see. It's very difficult. I mean, look, it's difficult to project when a team's picking 20th in the first round who's going to be there at 20. It's even harder to predict who's going to be there in the third round. But they'll be looking at pass rushers, obviously, someone's speed outside. That's a possibility. Offensive line depth. Uh, a couple days ago, Mike McCagnin specifically mentioned the running back position is very deep, and he believes that there could be a very good player there in the third round, so that's a possibility. Um, and then, obviously, offensive line depth. The Jets, you know, Kelvin Beecham is a, is an okay left tackle, but he's certainly not elite. The Jets could look for, for an eventual replacement there, a center to develop behind Spencer Long, a guard in case Brian Winter's injury acts up or they let James Carpenter go next year. And the one position that honestly wouldn't surprise me at all to go in the third round is that there's a nickel corner there. Like someone who specializes the in, in the slot nickel position there on defense and also has value as a punt and kick returner. I could see the jets pulling the trigger there because buster screen has had his issues since he's been in New York. He's not an elite level corner. He's getting older. His cap hits pretty high and he's not going to be on this team next year. So if the jets can get, his replacement in-house now, I could totally see them doing that. Because if you look at these other corners on the roster, most of the guys are outside. The guys they've drafted are outside guys. Justin Burris, Derek Jones, Jeremy Clark. They're all outside corners. They're not inside. So they need another nickel to uh, to eventually replace Buster Screen.
1: All right, Connor, before we let you go, final prediction. How will the top – let's go top six since that's where the Jets originally were. How are the top six picks in the 2018 NFL draft going to play out?
0: Oh, that's a tough one, man. Um, let's go with uh, you know all these rumors that are out there right now with, with the, the Browns and who they're going to pick. That's the tough one. That's that's honestly the really tough pick. But um, I, I think that is I, I think they're going to go after after getting Tyrod Taylor, who essentially is going to be this team's starting quarterback week one. I, I tend to believe that they're probably going to go, th- that gives them the means to develop a guy. And that would be Josh Allen, right? I mean, he's the guy, the ultimate developmental project. So, uh, yeah, this is, this is total. I mean, again, it's kind of crazy. Like, it's just crazy to think about this high in the draft and just having no idea what's going to happen. I mean, I can't remember it ever being like this before.
1: It's going to be very chaotic tomorrow night, and I don't feel yeah. like anybody feels that great about their mock draft right now, and never mind having yeah. the Giants at two and the Jets at three, and it's still, it still baffles me that the Giants seem most likely to take a running back number two overall, yeah. considering Eli Manning's great. age. It's, it's just, it's bizarre, so I, I mean, maybe the Giants, I, I don't think they did this, but the Giants logically could just take Josh Rosen tomorrow, which I'm sure would piss off a bunch of Jet fans. But that can't be considered completely off the table.
0: No, it's not, man. I think everything's on the table right now, which is a crazy thing. Well, um, yeah. All right. Yeah. So here we go. So picking this one, I'll go with Josh Allen to the Browns at one. Uh, Saquon Barkley to the Giants at two. That would leave Sam Darnold to the Gi or to the Jets at three. Uh, the Browns, then that's a tough one, man. You know, I'll go I'll go Chubb, Bradley Chubb, because I think that them him and Garrett, I mean, that gives them a dynamic two defensive ends there, uh to kinda to kinda have some real fun with there. Um, I think you then have the Broncos will go Baker Mayfield, and then I think the Bills will trade up to number six to take Rosen. I mm-hmm. think that's that's uh trade up with the Colts to get uh, to get ba- uh, to get Rosen. I think that's how top six plays out.
1: Okay, well, I am going to be rooting for the Bills to trade up for Josh Allen, and then hoping the Jets get <laughs> Rosen, Darnold, and Mayfield all work, and then we'll yeah. uh, we'll see how it goes from there. Connor Hughes, follow him on Twitter at Connor underscore J underscore Hughes. He is for the Athletic. He will be buried in Florham Park the next few days. Uh, yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: It should be an eventful weekend. Connor, thank you as always for joining us, and we'll talk after the draft.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it as always.
1: And we are back with our second guest for today's podcast, the host of draft season, the former host but still frequent guest right here on the Turn on the Jets podcast, the old G of the Turn on the Jets writing staff at this point, Dalbin Asario, at DA underscore Asario. How you doing, buddy? We finally made it.
2: Uh, Yeah, you know, and it's funny. I kept telling myself all Joe and I need to do is get to that Wednesday before the draft because after that, it's smooth sailing, right? And I think we both are in. I think we both feel good about where the team is going to go tomorrow night. Um, so no, I'm I'm super pumped, man. I can't wait.
1: So here we are. Tomorrow, actually, this is coming out Thursday morning. So tonight is the night. As it stands right now, and you may have released this already by the time this podcast is out. Who is the Jets pick going to be at number three, and why is that going to be the decision?
2: So I I haven't wavered in four I think I haven't wavered in four months in terms of just who I thought they would take whether this was at six or them moving up I also haven't wavered on this guy being my top quarterback in this draft I think it's Josh Rosen quarterback from UCLA I think that's who the Jets take I think that ultimately. What's going to happen is I, I think that Sam Darnold goes one to Cleveland, even though there's going to be temptation to take Josh Allen. Uh, but it's going to be one of them, too. I think regardless of who goes one, the Giants are going to take Saquon Barkley at two. And then the Jets are going to be in a really enviable position because they're going to have the most pro ready quarterback in, in this NFL draft. They're going to have a lightning rod in Baker Mayfield, and they may have Sam Darnold, who was the consensus number one quarterback, going into this college football season. Uh, And I think, honestly, at the end of the day, they take Josh Rosen. Mike McCagnon, the one thing that we can say that he's done is that he's played it safe in round one, with the exception of Darren Lee. But Leo Williams was a very safe pick. Jamal Adams was a very safe pick. And with him and Todd Bowles' job on the line, I think they play it safe and take Josh Rosen, who is going to light New York on fire, man. And I really believe that Josh Rosen has a chance to be a better Matt Ryan. I think his ceiling is in between that Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers kind of wavelength, like right in the middle. And I think he's I think he's built for New York. I think he's got he's got that chip on his shoulder that you're gonna need from a kid that comes in here. And I think even yesterday when he just sat there on ESPN and just absolutely aired out the quarterbacks that they said were gonna be better than him and he's still here, I, I can respect that as a fan, but also just He hits hits all the check marks. He completes every throw. He's accurate. A lot of people like to point out to his injury concerns, but don't highlight the same for Baker Mayfield, who has the same amount of concussions, who has a knee injury on his record. For a quarterback that's mobile, that's a bit more of an issue. I think the Jets play it safe, and I think they take Josh Rosen at number three.
1: So both of us are in a situation where we like Josh Rosen. We also like Mm -hmm. Baker Mayfield. And it's really hard for the Jets to make a wrong decision here. I I mean, personally, I'm content if they take – Rosen, I'm content if they take Mayfield. I'm content if they even take Darnold. I know I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's going to go number one. Now, Rosen is my QB1. He's been my QB1 since like October, November last year, and I haven't wavered on that either. That being said, I think there's still a very good chance they end up taking Baker Mayfield. So give me the pros and the cons of the decision um, of taking Josh Rosen over Baker Mayfield? Because I think a lot of Jet fans are expecting and want Baker Mayfield and maybe somewhat disappointed some Jet fans if they end up going Rosen.
2: Yeah, so I mean, I think for one, Rosen's transition is easier. I think he his game transitions to the NFL much easier than Baker Mayfield's does, especially if you have a stubborn offensive coordinator, which again, not saying that that's what Jeremy Bates and Rick Dennison are going to do, But we have seen in the past quarterbacks like Baker Mayfield land in coaching staffs that are unwilling to cater to their skill set. I think Rosen throws a better deep ball than him. Uh, PFF ran a stat the other day which which only confirmed that uh, in passes of 40 yards or more, Josh Rosen had a seventy-one percent completion rate. The next nearest guy to him was down at 33%. So you're talking about a guy that absolutely can hit the deep throws. And with a team that has a vertical aspect, which I expect to see in this offense with Dennison and Bates in Robbie Anderson in Quincy Anua, in Terrell Pryor if he makes the roster in Jermaine curse Rosen fits that also. I think also what you see is a lot of people want to point to the mobility and how you you want to see a guy like Mayfield who again can elude pressure, but I firmly believe that you can scheme around guys who aren't as mobile as as Baker Mayfield. For example, the Colts did it for years with Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning is not necessarily Michael Vick. And what you do is you get the ball out quicker, which I think Rosen does. You don't have these long windups, which I think Baker does and Rosen does not. And Rosen comes from a very much a pro style offense. And with Baker Mayfield, the worry that you have with him. And again, I like Baker because I I can hear people, I can hear the the Twitter mentions blowing up tomorrow, like, oh, my God, on Thursday. Oh, my God, what are you talking about? Baker's this, that. There are concerns with Baker Mayfield in terms of throwing outside the numbers when cornerbacks play up on man, whereas Josh Rosen has beaten man coverage from a pro style offense consistently. So I think that's the pro trend. The cons, you have to worry about the two concussions, right? And I think, but again, that's for both. You have to worry about the shoulder injury. Is it fully healed? And again, because of their mobility, while I believe you can scheme around it, is that something that's going to be an issue long term with a team in the Jets who finally invested some serious money into the offensive line? But if Spencer Long is hurt, if Kelvin Beachum reverts back to who he was in Jacksonville, if Brandon Shell doesn't take that next step, if Brian Winters last year wasn't an anomaly, if that's who he really is now, then you're going to have issues with an immobile quarterback, which is why you could see people lean towards Baker Mayfield. But I think with Rosen, the transition is just easier, man. I think he's going to be a bona fide star in this league.
1: All right, final other thoughts on surprises we could see in the first round. Is there going to be uh, what? – what is the trade-up? Who surprises us and takes a quarterback? I think a lot of people are going with sort of the conventional wisdom in the top four or five picks, but where are we going to see the big curveballs tomorrow night, somewhat similar to how we saw Chicago, Houston, and Kansas City make a bold move last year to get their
2: quarterbacks? So I'm gonna say another and, and you guys will obviously see this in my mock, but I think I think six quarterbacks go in round one. I think you see Lamar Jackson land in Washington. I think that's a really good spot for him behind Alex Smith. I think you see Mason Rudolph go in, in round one, possibly, you know, 27, 28, maybe even 29 to Jacksonville. I think the team that you want to watch out for, the two teams that you want to watch out for, are Arizona coming up to the top seven or eight, if you see that Baker Mayfield starts to fall, right? So for example, say Sam Darnold goes one, Barkley goes two, you have the Jets take Rosen at three. I think Buffalo moved up and they end up getting Josh Allen at four or five. And then if Baker Mayfield falls to, sh- to that Chicago, San Francisco spot, does a team like Miami come up two spots? to go get him does it seem like arizona come up seven spots to go get him does it seem like new orleans uh, who not new orleans it seemed like jacksonville come up to try and go get him i think those are the things i also it would not surprise me if calvin ridley slides it would not surprise me if harold landry slides and these are guys that i think they don't wow you in shorts and and, and stuff like that but the film doesn't lie these guys are players and you're going to end up with guys because of the run on quarterback, Joe, you're going to see guys that shouldn't be falling are going to fall. And I think that's also going to be – that's going to surprise a lot of folks because they're going to say, wow, I can't believe that. For example, I can't believe the Seahawks took Jair Alexander at 23. And it's like, well, why wouldn't you believe that? Like if you see if you see that Josh Allen, who realistically should not be a top five pick, goes fourth or fifth, and you see Baker Mayfield now, he's, he's the – He's the recipient of that fall. He goes eight or nine. Then suddenly you have Roquan Smith at 11 or 12. You have Tremaine Edmonds at 14 or 15. You have Harold Landry at 18, 19. And you have, you know, Josh Jackson and Jay Alexander falling. There's going to be a run on cornerback towards the end of the first round. There's going to be a run on offensive lineman towards the end of the first round. And it's going to be because there's going to be some quarterbacks that end up getting overdrafted.
1: All right. Final predictions for who the other three AFC East teams end up with, both – in the first round, let's just stick with in the mm-hmm. first round. Who, who, who does New England take? Who does Buffalo take? Who does Miami take? Um, and then how does that ultimately line up against? You're going to stick with Josh Rosen as your pick at I'm number three overall. Them. We're yeah. sticking with Rosen yeah. at three for the Jets. So who is the pick for the other three teams in the AFC East?
2: So, I, again, Rosen at three and I'm not budging off that. I think that's who it's going to be. I look forward to buying my daughter a Josh Rosen onesie and and putting her in that. You know, I'm really excited for that. Um, I think Josh Allen goes to Buffalo. I think Miami ends up taking Tremaine Edmonds. I think he goes he goes 11 to Miami. I think Miami does not find a way to move up to go get a quarterback. And I think with New England, and also I think Miami is hell-bent on giving Ryan Tannehill another shot, as crazy as it sounds. So more power to them. I think New England only ends up with one first-round pick. I think they end up trading the second one. But with the first first first-round pick, I think they take Josh Jackson, the cornerback from Iowa. I think with the loss of Malcolm Butler, Stephon Gilmore was a little inconsistent, but still pretty good in the playoffs. And I think they realize they need another corner, and I think they go and get who a lot of people believe is the number one corner. I have J.R. Alexander as the number one corner, but Josh Jackson is no slouchy. Either so, I think they take him with the one first round pick they end up using, and they end up trading the other one for a team looking to try to get up to maybe get a quarterback that falls, or maybe a team like the Giants tries to get back into the first round to get one of the running backs, either Sony Michelle or Ronald Jones. But I think, yeah, I think you have Rosen and Allen are the two quarterbacks, and it'll be Rosen, Allen, Tannehill, and Tom Brady coming back to. And honestly, I really like the Jets in that position if Buffalo trades up and guts some of their assets to go get Josh Allen. Miami returns with Ryan Tannehill, and the Patriots are trotting out a 40-year-old Tom Brady, I really like the Jets' chances with Josh Rosen because I think he's going to be a star.
1: All right, Dalbin, tell everybody where they can get your massive amounts of content over the next 24 to 48 hours and where they can follow you.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So you guys can follow me on Twitter at DA underscore Osorio. Like the boss said, you should also follow the Draft Season Twitter account at SZN Draft. Uh, Joe Malph and I are going to be releasing all of our top five positional rankings follow turn on the jets on instagram also un- turn on the jets underscore ig because the top five prospect rankings will be there also we just released a full uh, first round mock draft with with trades and that was myself joe and everybody else at toj uh, so you guys should look out for that and then yeah just we're gonna be really we're gonna rain content it's gonna rain you know like like the reigns of castamir i know that i still have a soft spot for that but it's probably gonna be like that come tomorrow because this is just what we do man
1: Perfectly said, Dalbin. There, there's so much content, I can't even keep track of it. It's just going to be any and everywhere tomorrow, the day after tomorrow, all throughout the weekend. So make sure you're following Dalbin. Make sure you're following myself, at Jake Caparoso, And we will be back Friday morning with initial reaction to whatever it is the Jets end up doing Thursday night. Dio, thank you for joining us. Always a pleasure. Absolutely.